This is CliffCentral.com. Hey, it's Tessa Tala, and you're listening to the Unpacked Radio Show on CliffCentral.com. Yeah, baby. Yeah. It's another one of those really absolutely fantastic days. It's rainy outside today, but you know what? It's still fire in the studio. <laughs> it's an absolutely fantastic time, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Right here with me, what we're talking about is you just need to be in charge of your own mindset, your own life. Don't let no negativity get you down. We don't want no devils in the house, Lord. <laughs> it's really important. It's really important. I mean, just to share a little bit on that type of mindset. I mean, you can't always control what happens around you, but you can always control what it does inside of you. So it's important that, uh, you know, no matter the weather, no matter the conditions, no matter what happens around you, you need to be a Mayweather type of fighter. No matter the weather, man, you need to just go out there and make your dreams come true. You need to go out there and hustle, man. Hustle is important. You know, someone once said uh, in, a, in a certain um, audio that I was listening to is that when people ne- talk about you, they need to say, you used to grind. You used to get up no matter how things, uh, no, how matter how tough things would be. And there's just one thing that they know about you is that you grind. You're a grinder. You know what I mean? That's really important that you, you know, you stamp your mark uh, on this earth and you leave that mark and say, you know what? No matter what happens, man, I grind. I punch and I punch again. I'm a Mayweather type of fighter. That's important. That's important. I mean, yeah, man. So though it's a bit of gloomy weather today, it's important that uh, you go for your dreams no matter the weather. I'm joined by Spore in studio. Spore, you look you looking like you're freezing, man. Are you shivering? What's that? Is that you feeling the electricity or is that you feeling the cold? What's going on? Yo, man, it's a mixture of both. Eh? <laughs> it's a mixture of both. Is the aircon on apartheid mode again? Yeah, it's the aircon. I'm going to put up the aircon just a little bit. Jeez, dude, it's a bit chilly. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'll put up the aircon. Don't worry. All right, cool. Cool stuff, man. Uh, tell me, how's your day been going? How's your week been going? How you, how's your life been going, man? Look, man, it's positive. It's positive, you know. It's yeah. it's, it's 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 a mixture of both ups and downs. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where you have to keep your positivity um, up all the time. Even no matter how bad things may go, you still need to see the bright side of things. Not to take bad situations and take them as things that are pulling you down, but lessons that are going to propel you to actually overcome. Yeah. They say every setback requires a, a comeback. So you need to be able to, to you know, to, to know yourself so so well enough that whatever happens to you, you have the, the strong will to come back. Sure thing, yeah. Now something really cool. A little bit later on in the studio today, we're going to be joined by Raven Drummer. She's the independent casting director of Tyler Perry Studios, and she's done some amazing stuff. And today we have the honor of having her all the way from you know what many many seas away, and she's here today, <laughs> and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. She's doing something um, pretty exciting over the the course of uh, the next couple of days, and she's also going to be just sharing her journey with us as well. I think that's going to be something exciting, just getting to hear what the other side of the world gets up to, and uh, you know how the hustle is on the other side of the planet, and uh, and and I mean, talking about how people like Trevor Noah started here, but now they're you know in other places, and obviously we all look up to those type of people, but. 
coming back again to this whole um, Mayweather type of fighter for whatever dream it is that you have. I mean, I say this all the time after reading uh, Trevor Noah's book or, or listening to it rather, that um, Trevor Noah finished high school and then for about three years he was just wandering in the in the streets of Alexander, just sat, being a hustler. They selling CDs, fake CDs to taxi drivers, and and you know being a DJ here and this and that, dancing with. Well, he was a DJ and his friends were dancers, and they, these were just the small little hustles they were doing on the side before he knew what he was really doing, and before his life started to take direction. And back in those days. It was just wake up today, try to make 20 rand, become 50, 50 rand, become 100 rand, and then blow it all. And then wake up tomorrow and try to do the same thing again. And it was really just, you know, the uh, a, a hustle that seemed like it was going nowhere. So sometimes, you know, you could... Take a snapshot of your picture right now or, or, or the picture of your life Almost like how Trevor Noah could take a snapshot Of the picture of his life back then And if he had to judge his life back then He would say, hey, I don't know if this life Is going anywhere, you know But sometimes, you, you know That that picture is going to not do you justice And you can't just um, you, you can't just sentence yourself Based on your past Or based on your current condition Because you don't know what's going to happen On the other side of the door yeah, man. Uh, I mean, there's many lessons that we can learn from people like Trevor Noah. And, you know, he's a great example of someone that has, you know, uh, taken the worst of his situations and made them and actually turned them into very big successes. I mean, he's yeah. one of the people in South Africa that, uh, I mean, I looked at uh, very highly, especially within the comedy space. Mm, yeah, definitely. Absolutely fantastic stuff that comes from him. But it doesn't matter which industry you're in. I mean, you could be a student right now. You could be working at a job that you love. Or you can, in fact, be at a place where you're kind of stuck. You don't know how you got here and you're wondering where you're going to get to. And uh, e taking that snapshot right now doesn't even um, begin to resemble how your future is going to look like. And I'm actually going to be quite uh, interested to hearing um, uh, Raven Drummer's story as well, how, how, where she started, how she grew up. And, you know, what 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 is she mainly involved in right now? You can get to catch that in a few moments from now. And I think that's going to be something pretty exciting. Very exciting. I mean, I'm looking forward to the show. And today, actually, we have, you know, very interesting stuff to talk about. And I think if you're anybody that's within or interested within the film, entertainment, dancing, whatever it is in the entertainment space, this is the show for you. And you better keep it locked down on the Unplugged and Enchant Radio Show. Yeah, yeah. Um, still talking about some of the really cool people that we're going to have on. We also, um, holding my fingers crossed, uh, but I think we're also going to have uh, the lovely um, Elsie back in studio again. Now, we had a chat with her last time, and it's been amazing that uh, I mean people like Elsie are out there trying to create platforms for for young people uh, and to to try and make more people enter into the industry and get to live their dreams. So I I had a chat with her today she's looking like a cool kid for the first time in my life i've never seen her look so cool yeah you man. know she's out there in the red bottoms i'm talking about you know those type of sneakers that only the really cool people you wear. know i felt so uncool i felt like i need to step up my game <laughs> and uh and uh she's really busy right now trying to come up with uh, uh trying to put together something that's that's pretty huge and we're gonna have a chat with them and get to find out exactly what they're doing and um yeah yeah and just how we can keep up with it on social media and stuff like that. I think these are the type of things we need to know more about. The, the things that 
people are doing for other people out there, the, 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 the platforms that are being created. Because True. often at times here in South Africa, we say, man, but we just don't know about these things. First of all, we feel like they don't exist. And when they do exist and people say, yeah, but I, I'm here now because of those things. And you're saying, but where are they? I didn't even know that they exist. You know, the call that, that the young people have had when they said, um, uh, open up the industry, which was, you know, as strong as, um, and the call of, um, uh, uh, fees must fall. It was just in a different sphere altogether. These type of things are being addressed sometimes, and it's important that we get the information out there of where these things are happening, how they're happening, and how people can get involved. If you're not getting involved, at least you can pass on the information to somebody who desperately needs that opportunity. Yep. If you want to get in touch with us, you can actually catch us on WhatsApp zero on zero seven nine seven four eight twenty nine zero zero seven nine seven four eight twenty nine zero. If you're on Twitter and you want to hashtag us, it's hashtag Unplugged Radio Show. The Unplugged Radio Show. Cool stuff. So right about now, I'm gonna actually uh, hit you up with uh, a bit of motivation. You know, well, that's how we like to do it. The show is about inspiration, information, and also, of course, motivation as well. So here's a little something, something to just get you fired up for the week. Everybody has the desire to do something. But they don't have that, they, they don't know how to really complete the process of dedicating themselves and having the discipline to do it. If you got the desire, you got to match match that desire with your dedication and you got to match it with your discipline. It may not happen at the moment that you want it to, but you got to understand the process. Everybody wants it yesterday. What happens is a lot of people set goals and they have this big goal and they look at it like this giant staircase and they're like, that just seems impossible. I can't, I, there's no way. It looks too hard. This looks too, too much work. And they don't ever, they don't ever start. They set a goal. Yeah, I want to be at the top of that staircase. It's easy to write that down. But when they go to actually start climbing, they, they just go, ah, that's just I'm too sure. But if all you did was, Look at the first step and get on that first step. And then when you're on that step, just look at the next step. That's it. Don't look up. Just look at that next step. You got to understand that it's not going to be easy. People think that it's, that there's no challenges. Again, people want it yesterday. Most people want the convenience of transformation without the inconvenience. What we do is we kind of check out because it feels overwhelming. Or we check out because we're afraid. Or we check out because we start listening to self-doubt. And then we make these teeny tiny decisions all day long. We don't even realize it. Decision to not get up on time. A decision to not eat the right thing. A decision to snap at your kids. A decision to not speak in a meeting, a decision to not look for a job, like whatever it is. All day long, these tiny decisions that take you so far off track. And then you wake up and, and you, you look at your life and you think, how the hell did I get here? The reason why a lot of people won't become who they want is because they're too attached to who they've been. And you hear it all the time when people say, I've always been this way. Okay, well, if that's working for you, keep doing that. 
every single person who has ever done anything worthwhile or exceptional or difficult or extraordinary anyone whether it's great artists or authors or mathematicians or whatever the f it is everyone encounters difficulties there is no easy road it does not exist it is impossible everyone has issues when you come up with excuses for why other people are successful and you're not, that is dangerous. When you give yourself an escape, yeah, well, that's easy for you to say, you know, you do this, you do this, trust me, everybody has a hard road. You have to look at the bigger picture. Um, you have to have belief in yourself and you have to have faith in yourself. And faith is not really just having or understanding that everything will be okay, but faith is is, is, is understanding that if things don't go your way or if it doesn't turn out the way you want to, it's still going to be okay. We all go through hard times. We all go through depression. We all do go through doubt and, and, and moments in your life where it's really difficult. That is what makes you a person. And those difficult moments are what build your character. Show me a great man who's the son of a great man. You know, that's what we're saying. These kids that are born billionaires, you're never going to be a self-made person. You have a backup trust for your backup trust for your trust. Feel the fear and do it anyway. If you don't push yourself, you don't find out where the boundaries of your current skill level are, and you don't fall, you don't get any better. No matter how talented, experienced, or privileged somebody else is, you can beat anybody at anything. You can accomplish any goal you set your sights on over time. This is cliffcentral.com. Yenafuna hamba kongo. Hey, what's up, everybody? Umaraza Law, a.k.a. Mr. Kwan, a.k.a. P-L-I-N-T. And you're listening to the Unplugged Radio Show, 12 to 1 p.m. every single Thursday on Cliff Central. It's too short, like me. Thank you very much for uh, still tuning in. Now, I did mention that we're going to have some uh, really, really um, important guests in the studio joining us this time around. And I've got them right here with me. Pretty ladies uh, is just an understatement to what these ladies are. But they're not just pretty. They're actually quite accomplished as well. Power women is what uh, is what we sometimes refer to ladies just like these right here. Starting off with uh, Raven Drummer. Hello. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. Let me just uh, try to pick you up on the mic right there. Or you can come a little closer. Give her some love can on the mic. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Fantastic. Good. So how, how long have you been in South Africa? Since... Monday, Monday night. <laughs> uh, my, my days are off, but it's been so Same, much yeah. fun. Yeah, uh-huh. fantastic yeah. stuff. So, what are some of the things that uh, really, you know, um, just give you that good feeling about South Africa? Oh my goodness, I've I've never been to Africa. You know, this oh, is my yeah? first time in the continent, wow. uh-huh. and it's always been this has been like my my dream. It's been like my bucket list thing yeah. to do. So, um, so yeah, so the fact that I'm actually here is amazing. Like, I almost cried when I landed. <laughs> you know, just Welcome like, you know. to Africa. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, this is definitely a dream come true just to be here. So I yeah. feel just so honored to be here. It's oh, amazing. fantastic stuff. Well, yeah. we play, we are really grateful that you came. It's always great to, to you know, uh, South Africa is a very warm country, not just temperature-wise, but also the people, you know. Yes. So we're very welcoming. And, uh, you know, welcome. Welcome to South Africa. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> great. So yeah. uh, uh, before we even chat about... 
about your mission here in South Africa today. Mm-hmm. Let's just get to know uh, Raven just just a bit more. So yeah. tell us about your upbringing, growing up, and and if, just everything. Yes, I grew up in um, New York, actually, uh-huh. about um, about an hour away from New York City. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that I was going to be a doctor. Oh wow! <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, I I thought I took you know I was I took drama classes and and whatnot, but I never thought that I could really make a career out of it. I never yeah. believed that that was possible. Mm. And so then I got to college um, and I failed chemistry once mm, and twice. Mm, mm, and mm, mm, mm. <laughs> we like, all know that, feel, that yes, feeling. Yes. I'm like, maybe this isn't quite for me. You start um, reevaluating your life decisions. Reevaluating <laughs> everything. And, um, and I just decided, you know what? My mom was like, just stop thinking about trying to be a doctor. Just follow what you love and do what mm. you love. So I ended up becoming a theater major in college. Mm-hmm. Um, got to my senior year and had no idea what I was going to do with it. Um, <laughs> and I got an internship at Tyler Perry Studios um, after I graduated and moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and have been working with them ever since. And that wow. was 10 years ago. So um, I've been casting for 10 years, and it's just been an incredible journey. And I think, you know, the biggest thing is I now see like this is real. People can make careers and lives and, you know, have jobs where they're, you know, fulfilling their passion. Um, So, yeah. So it's been an amazing ride. Amazing ride. Sure. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Now, the 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 thing that is 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 on the back of our minds, especially being from South Africa, is, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you say people can make a career out of it. But is that just um, location specific? Like, is it? American people can make a career out of it or is it, you know what, everybody can make a career out of it? Everybody can Hmm. make a career out of it. And I think, I think the thing is, you know, you have to, make a commitment to your craft, you know? Mm. So if you feel like you've been blessed with this gift of acting or singing or dancing, then you have to really, really nurture it. Um, and it's your gift back to God, you know? Wow. So I found that the people who nurture it the most, opportunities come in their lives. So even if you are in South Africa or wherever you are, you can still make a career out of it as long as you nurture that gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm thinking nurturing involves quite a number of things. What yes. what, what are some of the, the, um, the things that you'd think need to be ticked off in your box when you're saying I'm nurturing my talent right now? You know, outside of classes, classes are always important. Mm. Um, I always tell people, if you're in the entertainment industry, you don't watch television or, or, or Netflix or go to the movies for entertainment. That's all your homework. Mm. So if you're a child interested in something like Nickelodeon or Disney, um, you know, then you have to study those performances. You know, you have to study those actors. You have to study those producers and directors. You know, uh, Tom Hanks did that he would study Denzel Washington while they yeah. were on set. Mm-hmm. So, um, a part of it's not just classes, but it's also just being aware of the business. It's being aware of what's happening in the business. If yeah. things are, you know, shooting, if there's a lot of commercial work or if things are filming in Johannesburg, then you need to know, like, okay, let's see what projects are here. And, and how can I go about getting a part of those projects? You know, mm. I say in Atlanta, we have a lot of television shows that are filming in Atlanta right now. As an actor, you need to watch at least one episode of every single show that's in your area. Wow. You know, know every single casting director in your area. Um, so at least you know, okay, this is where I need to place myself. Placement is so important. So if you haven't met every casting director in Johannesburg, then figure out a way to do that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Jeez, that, that sounds that that 
wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many people think like that. I, yeah. I, and I think that sometimes being shy gets in the way. Yes, yes. Because you're thinking, how am I going to just walk up to you and say, hey, uh, you're a casting director, right? <laughs> um, I want to, I want to be, I don't know, how do you, how does it happen? It's, that's so good. And here's the thing, like, I am not an extrovert. Like, I yeah. am definitely someone who's not going to just like run up to somebody and say, hey, you know, here's my card, hire me. Yeah. But I found, I have to find ways that work for me. So for me, I may not go up to somebody in a crowd, but I will find you on social media mm-hmm. and maybe send you a message via Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Mm. Um, or something that I found that really works is if I say, hey, like, you know what? I may not, I, if I can just give you one day of work. But I started off interning for free for months. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, if I can, if you need help, if you just need, you know, three or four hours just to like have somebody help you out, get you lunch or whatnot, just offer to volunteer for one day, one day a week, baby. And mm-hmm. at least you start to build relationships just off of offering to help. Everybody needs help, you know? Yeah. So doing things like that are ways that you, you know, you may not be, you know, the biggest extrovert, but you can be an introvert and still, you know, get yourself out there. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's actually quite important. I, I always say to people, you know, if you, if you want to get into someone else's space, it's normally quite hard if you, if you want to just go there and say, Hey, I want you to mentor me yeah. because they feel like you want me to take another hour out of my day to yeah. focus on you. So you, you, you come into their life to try and take something. Yeah. But if you say, Hey, can I get into your life to give you something? Like I want to give you what I don't know what you want, but I'm sure you need something sometimes. Boom. <laughs> and I want to give it to you. And they're like, Wow, I can just have an extra hand just for free. Okay, yes. cool. Come on board. Yeah. And that's sometimes how you could find yourself in, 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 in someone's company. Whereas before you, you, uh, you found that it was, it felt like a closed loop and it felt like there was no space for you in there. Yeah. Isn't it more so in America? I think I, I remember having a chat with someone, uh, who was from New York City and they said, it's bad there. Everyone <laughs> wants to be famous. Every oh, child yeah. thinks that they can be the next little Wayne or the next Beyonce yeah. and everyone is trying. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's funny because, um, you know, we have kind of like this running joke of we get a lot of calls and people are like, I want to mm-hmm. be in a Tyler Perry show. And it's like, you don't really want to be an actor. You're a fan, you know? And yeah. so we have tons and tons and tons of people that really, just what you said, want to be famous. Yeah. But the thing about this industry is that it will chew you up and spit you out if you're not in it for the right reasons. Mm. So it's one of those things like if you are in it for fame, it's not really going to be lasting. If Mm. you're in it because this is your craft, because, you know, you take Beyonce, like Beyonce is a singer through and through, you know, Mm. she studied her craft, she rehearses. And so she's seeking all the benefits of all the work that you put in. It's not about being famous. Mm. The same thing for acting. If you don't put in the work, maybe, you know, you may be able to, get one or two things but trust me over time it will not love you back if you don't love it yeah so, mm-hmm. wow actually yeah. that's that's quite important how does one know if they're in it for the fame and the fortune or they really really are passionate about this and this is their thing for them like i think someone is sitting at a, uh, and thinking yeah like i'm listening to this and it makes sense but i don't know if i'm yeah. in it for the right reasons yeah i think 
when you get to that point, I think every actor gets to that point where the rejection really gets to them. Mm, <laughs> and mm. I think those actors that are in it for the craft can persevere beyond the rejection. Yeah. And it's hard for them too. But I think that when it's not about the craft, it's easier to give up. Yeah. So I often find that when you are in it, sometimes you find out just in the testing because there's mm. going to be a lot of times where a lot of people are going to tell you no. You know, you're not going to book a lot of jobs. You know, you're going to definitely go on more auditions than you are actually going to book. Yeah. But it's those actors, like when they're in it for the craft, they stay in it. Mm. And they stay in it and they keep on working and they get knocked down and then they get up again and then they get knocked down again. And like that's when you know you're really in it for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine you need a really strong support system because for instance in your case you yeah. were doing work for free your mama yeah. was saying yo girl where the, the bills you know I, I had 48 cents in my bank account 48 cents 48 cents in my bank account in Atlanta in the summer of 2007 so wow yes yes but again for me I love I love this industry I love what I do so it was worth it but mm. if I didn't, then I would have gone and gone, tried to go to medical school again, wow. <laughs> you know? So, you know, the interesting part in this whole thing is that normally the, um, the people with abundance, you, we, well, this is the counterintuitive part of it. People mm-hmm. with abundance are the ones that can offer things for free because yeah. you're thinking, well, you have abundance. That's why you're doing it for free. Mm-hmm. And people with lack are supposed to be, um, trying to charge for things because yeah. you can't afford to do it for free. Right. But here you were doing the exact opposite. You had 48 cent in your bank account <laughs> and you said, Hey, can I work for you for free? Right. Like, Wait, how are you going to make money? Wait, wait, how are you going to buy food, lunch for today? And they're like, I don't know, but I can work for free. Right. And that I think in those cases, you have to give what you can, you know. Mm. So if you have to work, if you're working six days a week, but you have that one day free, then that's what you have to offer. You know, yeah. like you may, you, may, you may not be in a place where you're able to work every single day yeah you know or give so much of your time because you do have to pay for bills and Mm -hmm. and food and things like that but if you have a morning you know Mm. if you start work in the afternoon into the evening and you have a morning then give your morning you know so there's always something you can something you can give i can imagine i I always hear that um new york is is expensive yes Um, so <laughs> how did you survive? Like, I'm trying to think, okay, cool. So you had 48 cent <laughs> and you were doing some free gigs. Yeah. You still had to live somewhere and eat something yeah. and wear some clothes and yeah. move around. So just chat us through the hustle because yeah. it's important that we don't just get the so – normally people like to know where you, you landed but not where you slipped, you know. <laughs> Yes, and thank and when I had the forty eight cents, look, thankfully it was in Atlanta, which is a little bit cheaper <laughs> than New York. Yeah. New York, I would have been working, you know, day in and day out. But um, honestly, what it really was is me taking little jobs where I could find them. Like what I would do is I would ask the producers, "What do you need? Like, can you, is there anything that you can do that we can pay?" So oftentimes, I remember one of my first jobs was the, one of the producers wanted the new the iPhone had just come out. It was yeah. Brand new, and so I had to. I waited online 
wow. for, for like eight hours to get the new iPhone for them. Yeah. And like, you know, like they paid me like a little bit of money there, you know, just to wait. To just and go like, and stand so in line. Yeah. To stand in line. Or like because I was interning in a studio, I would, uh, I say I've worked in every single department at a television studio that you can possibly imagine. So wow. like for costumes, they would need one day. So I would like work one day in costumes and I would say, okay, can you, do you have any days where you can pay me? I'd work one day like on set, which I was terrible at, <laughs> you know? So it's just like for me, it was finding a lot of weird little odd jobs. And then those weird little odd jobs turned into like a week. And mm-hmm. then it turns to, turned into like, okay, well, we can put you on this for the remainder of, you know, the summer or whatnot. So that's really how I made it work. Wow. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. It's an mm-hmm. inspirational story. Thank you. And I mean, the the hustle is always real. Like starting off, you know, uh, in a in a really tough uh, area yeah. and then growing from that. So yeah. you said then you walked into the um, Tyler Perry Studios, uh, yeah. starting off uh, in in the um, in the role of um, just an intern. Yeah, and then you grew. Uh, yeah. ex- tell us about the growth. How big did it get? You know, um, I I still one of the things that I think is so important is like I really didn't know. what my career was going to look like. I didn't know what areas I was going to go into and like how I would get there. Mm. Um, But I knew like, I knew I loved acting. I knew I loved working with actors and I knew that the casting department was the department that did that. And Mm -hmm. so when there was an opportunity to again, intern, I did it for free again. (laughs) Here I go again. You know, so, uh, so your mother was so frustrated. Yeah. (laughs) Why did you get a real job? Right. (laughs) You know, and, so I ended up interning for free because there was already an assistant. And mm-hmm. what do you know? The assistant ended up leading, leaving. Mm-hmm. So because I was already interning, I was then promoted to an assistant because um, because the assistant had left. But I had already been there. And that, that's what I mean when positioning. Yes, I wasn't initially getting paid. But because I was in position, when that opportunity came... I was able to then now get a paycheck and wow. it wasn't much, but it was a lot more than nothing, you know? Yo, so, yeah. you know, and so I, I was an assistant to a, the casting director for four years and it's mm. a lot of the grunt work and emails and coffees and lunches and errands and things like that. But it taught me a lot about the business. It taught me about what it looks like, what a good performance looks like. That's mm. so important to know for a casting director. So being able to see and watch hundreds of auditions a week, um, um, so I did that for four years and then the casting director left and then that became, that opened up something else for me. Yeah. You know, so I've been a casting director for six years and then I was a casting assistant for four. Mm. Um, and then that opened up. Now I'm in a position of leadership. Now wow. I have a team, you know, yeah. now I, now I'm responsible for finding the talent for these multiple shows and movies that we do. So, Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. What growth. Amazing. And I will say like at 21, I was like, you know what? I'm like by 30 I'm sure I'll be a millionaire you know (laughs) (laughs) and so I never thought like oh it would take me four years to become a casting you know to become Mm -hmm. a a casting director and I'm still Mm -hmm. doing it you know six years later I still have other dreams you know and to understand like this is a 10 year process to get to where I am right now you know so I'm not a millionaire yet but (laughs) but I'm working on it about a dollar millionaire (laughs) but hey who knows in other currencies right yes yes exactly (laughs) absolutely fantastic you know what I like in in the story of yours you said something a lo- uh, earlier that really was a true reflection of your mindset the whole way through mm-hmm. you said not a lot is a whole lot more than nothing yes you know that <laughs> means your your mind was on right because 
you know, yeah, you're not earning a lot of money at the mm-hmm. time, but it was a whole lot more than nothing. Yeah. And many people are not thinking like that. You know, I would have the chat with people who are in jobs they don't like and they would say, ah, oh, man, you know what? It's horrible. This because of the strike, I had to work three weeks in a row. Like yeah. imagine working three weeks in a row. I said to him, imagine sitting at home three weeks in a row because yes. you have no job. Yes. You know, sometimes people are not thinking in the right way. And mm-hmm. so that, that, that um, negative thinking becomes the source of all negativity. And you really start to undermine the position you are in right now. Yep. Whereas you were, um, you started getting some money it was mm-hmm. not a lot of money mm-hmm. because when you compare yourself to your cousin that works at McDonald's it looked like you guys were earning more or less the same right. and he's like I'm just flipping burgers and you out here day in day out and you're thinking man it's not a lot of money but it is a whole lot more than nothing yeah. and it is my dream and then you you know you you stuck it through and look now I have this quote uh, I put it on my Instagram and it says if you're overwhelmed just be glad that you're not underwhelmed mm, you know mm, and it, mm. that's the truth you know yeah. I'd much rather be in a space where you know I'm constantly working and trying versus having absolutely nothing to do or you know or just in a space of you know being stagnant you know? yeah so. yeah Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Now, uh, the reason you're here um, yes. this this time around in South Africa for the first time has a lot to do with the cool kid lady that's right here with us. <laughs> it's just the shoes. It's, yeah. Look, the shoes do it all, man. The, the shoes make the woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These shoes are from Vegas. I actually bought them. Really? Oh. I was there in December. I went for a convention. So I mm. um, got them there on that side. Um, but yeah, I'm glad it's the cool kid kind of look. <laughs> I was going for that Well today. done. I need to take a picture of the shoes. I'm going to tweet them so yeah. that everyone sees how the cool kid shoes look like. <laughs> cool stuff. So, so, uh, Alcibi, um, there's a lot happening this, this coming week. Uh, well, actually, in the next tomorrow. couple of days. Yeah. Wow. It's already Starting tomorrow. tomorrow yes. I am not ready. I know. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. So, you guys are creating a platform to, um, to, to inspire and also, of course, to empower young people in, in some way or the other. Tell me a bit more about that. So the International Arts Talent Showcase actually started in 2010. And as an artist myself, I just realized that in South Africa, there's not enough opportunities for South African artists and that we might be a third world country, but we actually have got first world talent. Mm. And um, I flew to the United States because I contacted many international industry professionals and was rejected like straight on. As soon as I said the word Africa, <laughs> I've um, rehearsed so many ways of trying to say Africa different. Yeah. But I um, realized I had to go to the United States and connect with people that are able and interested to come to South Africa. And in 2011, we had Kim Myers come to South Africa and she actually allowed local South African models, actors, singers and dancers the opportunity to go and audition in Orlando, Florida, where they got exposure to agents, managers, producers and record labels from around the world. And that's where we actually met Raven. Mm. And um, in 2016, we decided that um, based on all the projects and stuff that Raven is busy doing in Atlanta, uh, why not get her in to come to South Africa and see if there's maybe, you know, potential talent that she can keep on book and for future projects, maybe even make use of. So ITS is just a platform where we bring in international industry professionals to South Africa to show off the talent we have in our country and to be able to get them representation or opportunities in their own country. Um, as an agent, we've got an agency just across the road from here. And what we do at the agency is we actually send um, 
talent to auditions. So actors, models, singers and dancers from the show um, don't just have the opportunity to go international or overseas. We can also represent them at our agency and get them to start working locally uh, before they actually embrace on the big international journey. So ultimately for me, it's passion. Um, Raven said earlier, the hustle is real. And I think when you go to like that international level or when you go to that point in your life where you realize that I want to be in this business, I wanted to be a fashion model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10 years, 15 years ago. 15. Okay. So I wanted to be a fashion model and, um, I didn't have the requirements in terms of height to be a fashion model and I decided to go do some business management because I knew that business and branding is going to be extremely important for me if I want to be successful in the entertainment industry. And um, one year in, I realized, you know what, the industry is what I was created for. And mm. um, I came back to Johannesburg and then I went from modeling to acting and I started at the actor center and I just realized that even if I was an extra, I was like cleaning sets, I w- like anything that I was able to do, like Raven said, like you, you go and do free jobs, you go and do free shoots. And it's not that we're saying that is right, but that's the mindset I had inside to learn as much as I can to be able to create what I've created today. And that's what each and every single artist in the industry needs to realize. You got to be versatile. You cannot just go in and say, I'm just a dancer. I'm just an actor. The industry has got too much opportunities for you to be so successful and learn in so many areas that you cannot come in with a limited mindset. Fame and fortune is a byproduct of success working in the industry. Being a working artist is more important than what it is that you get in media or in public so mm-hmm. working and being able to pay your bills that's my definition of success not the glam and the rest that comes with as a byproduct from being a successful working artist wow now nah, fantastic stuff now raven um you were also part of um, um a company that um, that focused on producing african-american stories uh, yeah. as well at some point in time so tell me a bit about that oh my goodness um and I feel like I'm, I'm still working on that. So I had a theater company called the Paul Robeson Players. And so we did all works of art that, uh, you know, really just focused on African-American stories. And so now, in addition to casting, you know, I also write and produce. And so I did a web series um, back in 2014 called Good Girls. And then we just did one uh, this year. We filmed it. In, uh, in Brooklyn, New York, and it's called, uh, Brooklyn Blue Sky. And we won the, uh, American Black Film Festival in Miami. And so we have some really exciting things going wow. on that I'll be able to announce soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, and, you know, you know, she mentioned, Elsa B mentioned being versatile. So mm. I'm casting, but I'm still learning and yeah. I'm casting and I'm producing and directing and creating my own content. And, and that's what the industry is about. You have yeah. to be flexible and versatile, but also also kind of have fun with more than just one thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And so your your mission today, I mean uh, this this whole season here mm-hmm. in South Africa, um you 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 out here looking for some really really good young people, but but yes. explain the the future. Yes. So here's the thing, when it comes to casting, we see so many people mm-hmm. and there's some times where we feel like we're running out of talent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and because we I've cast I've cast a lot and more than just your average because we've worked on so many shows, like worked on hundreds of shows and usually that would take years and years and years. Um so 
it's really important for us to scout talent. Um, I recently did a search with Nickelodeon. Um, I also just finished casting a show called Step Up. They're doing a television series. And so we were looking for dancers, you know. Um, And the thing about it is when we get the call, sometimes we don't have six months to find talent. Sometimes Mm. we have 24 hours. So if I'm able to scout, if I'm able to build my database, if I'm able to, to go back to Nickelodeon or Tyler Perry Studios or Step Up and say, hey, you know what? I saw this amazing talent that you guys must uh, must look at, you know, in South Africa, that's something that they would be excited. They're always trying to find, like, who's going to be that new next upcoming mm, singer mm, or mm. dancer, and that's my job, you know? Yeah. So I love being able to scout and being able to then present what I've what I found to producers and say, hey, like, check, take a look at this. You guys may be interested in using this person for, you know, this project or whatever is coming up next. Wow. I think you have a really... A coveted job, but more more than coveted job, you, your attention is coveted. People mm. just want your attention. I'm sure it's like, <laughs> yo, yo, let's, look, look, let me just do a quick dance in front of you. Maybe you might just... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Yes, yes. And, um... And that's the thing. And, you know, for me, you're, you're absolutely right. And no one has said it, like, quite like that. Yes. Yeah. There is a lot of um, requests for attention. And the thing about it's like, and if you have that thing, like if we've been working, if you have that it factor, like you've got it. You've completely got it. And, you know, I was saying yesterday, it's easier to get my attention when it looks like you're really enjoying what you do. You know, like so many people are so scared and nervous when they come in to perform. But when you're really just like enjoying it, then you've got my attention. You like you don't have to fight for it. Like it's there. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I see. I see the joy that you have doing what you do, and I feel joy too. Mm. So yeah, I think it's um, it's it's like energies that speak to each other. When yes. you're really passionate about what you're doing and you love what you do, you just resonate very well with people of that yeah. energy, and they just want to be around that. But when you're forcing it too much, yeah. then it, it it it's it's not quite the same, right? You you yep. degrade something along those lines. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Now uh to be I, I can imagine that um trying to come up with something like this is not easy. You probably have to run around quite a lot I mean airtime, I'm sure the <laughs> amount of airtime you use is quite crazy. Just just tell us how like what what type of effort is involved in creating a platform like this. I know part of it was taking that first gamble and uh, flying off into America, not even knowing if anyone was going to say yes. And then uh, hoping, you know, in the back of your mind, you're praying and then you, you meet people like uh, like Raven and you're thinking, please say yes, please say <laughs> Tell us about the journey. Okay, so um, just this year I had 42 flights, uh, went to all nine provinces in South Africa. And um, personally scouted every single model, actor, singer and dancer that will be on stage tomorrow and Saturday at Silver Star Casino. And um, just being able to teach these kids as well has been my ultimate goal and objective. So giving back, educating, just getting them equipped to understand, like Raven said, joy. You got to enjoy it. Um, and a lot of times we just find that the kids come in and they're so nervous that they actually forget the reason that they're there. Mm-hmm. So my ultimate goal is when we do auditions throughout the country is to educate them and just get them to understand that this needs to be a passion that within you can control that fear and 
And um, yeah, I've got my running shoes on today because at seven o'clock this morning, we were already busy doing sound checks um, and rehearsals for the show. And as I'm sitting here, I'm already like in my mind planning what needs to happen next until seven o'clock tonight to be ready for all the artists. Tomorrow morning, seven o'clock, doors open. Mm. And um, we've got models and actors coming in, dancers and singers coming in, all nine provinces coming into the country. Mm. But you know, the biggest... Um, the biggest focus and the main objective for me is ultimately to keep your heart in the right place. Yeah. And I feel that every year the people that we work with, I always pray for protection. That's my ultimate um, motto in life. And I, I pray that the people that need to be at the show will be at the show. And even when I'm scouting throughout the year, that is my ultimate mindset is I need to be associated and surrounded by people that need to be here. And I always say no does not mean never. It just means not now. Mm. So if they not if they auditioned and they're not on stage tomorrow Saturday, doesn't mean they miss out. They didn't miss it. Next year October, there's another show. But growth and skill and just being able to um, prepare to a level where you can perform in front of Raven and Kim Myers is extremely important. So um, running around that comes standard with a job. I don't sleep much. Um, went to bed past 11 last night and I was up again at 5 o'clock, actually 4 this morning. Um, but throughout the night, you don't sleep. You already plan the next day. Mm. So um, your brain becomes a 24-7. It's like a creation. It creates the whole time. Yeah. So um, being able to pull something off like this, you got to have extreme passion. And my love for people and my team's love for people just goes the extra mile. We've got the most amazing um, artist that has the most beautiful story. Um, she auditioned four times this year and I wasn't able to give her a call back. And, um, actually I'll, go, I, I know the story, so please yeah, go yeah. to it in okay. actual so detail. So I'm going to go into detail real quick, um, yeah. on this story. So this is an artist that auditioned for us in Richards Bay and, um, she had an extremely big growth on the side of her face and the growth was nearly as big as her face. And, um, I had to speak to her about her audition and I was not able to, to tell her that it's really going to be hard for her in the industry because this unfortunately is what you need to sell as an artist and the growth was as big as her face and her audition was on like a three out of ten level so there was no way I could even justify for for the whole situation and um, she came to Durban from Richards Bay uh, two months later auditioned again there was no improvement I gave her advice direction we went to go and audition in Pretoria and she traveled two days with a taxi mm. from KZN to get to Pretoria and she arrived and she was on a Five out of ten. And then she stayed until quarter to five that afternoon before getting back on a taxi. And she said, Elsie, I want to audition for you one more time, but I need to know what is it. And I gave, I've spent like 45 minutes to coach her. Mm. And she came back to our last Joburg auditions, which was a month and a half later. From and Richards she killed Bay. it. From Richards Bay. And she killed it. And that Monday, that was the Sunday, that Monday she went back, she checked herself into hospital and she went in for this life-threatening operation to remove this growth, which was the size of like her face, like mm. an actual soccer ball that was a, like this whole area of her face and her chest was covered by a growth she was born with. And she said, I just needed somebody to say yes to me in order for me to go and make this big change, to take this big step. And she's like, I'm 36 years old and I've never had a chance. I've never gotten a job because people always see the growth, but you've given me the hope and the opportunity to say, I'm going to cut this out and I'm going to believe that I'll survive and get through this. And she's going to be 
performing for Raven and Kim Myers tomorrow. Wow. So for me, that is, um, that's what keeps my blood pumping and in times when the stress for the show gets hectic and when you're worried about what it looks like and all the technical stuff you just remember and I remind myself and my team why we're doing this and that's in order for us to give hope and to create something and it's bigger than just having international opportunities or local opportunities the purpose of the show is to make a difference in the lives of people that might never ever get to America but only needed this chance to give them enough hope to be successful in life moving forward wow Absolutely fantastic. How was it breaking the news to her? Like when, after so we many both knows. cried. <laughs> um, I actually left her for last on, um, on the list and it was in our studios when I called her up. She actually couldn't really stand up and walk from her chair to the front. And when I hugged her, it was, you know, the determination she showed, I haven't seen in many artists that have got everything going for them in life. Hmm. And that is the kind of person that I would commit to and invest in. And as an agent, those are the people that I always enjoy getting the nobodies and helping them become somebodies. Because those are the people that will, no matter how many no's they get, they keep coming back. And I know from my experience as an artist how many no's I've gotten. And if I just had that one person that could stand by my side and say, go back again, like try one more time. And that's what I try and do for those individuals that I'm blessed being in contact with. So my ultimate goal is just to make a difference and inspire and create opportunities. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how it sounds like when you got really passionate people in the studio, (laughs) people who are actually passionate about what they're doing and they fight up about their lives and their dreams and the purpose that they serve in the world as as a a whole as well. So it's absolutely amazing. Guys, this is the shortest hour of the week. I always say it (laughs) because it's already finished. But we, we just wanted to hear like, um, some last words of of motivation inspiration or just that quote that you have or something cool like that um you could start raven you know um something a quote that i just live by myself just to remind myself it's um doubt kills more dreams than fear ever will you know and so i think that so many people especially artists we doubt ourselves so much and we don't realize how much that affects our work and so I think for any especially artists but anyone out there that you know has a dream or passion like don't let your own doubt Mm. get in the way of that and especially for all the people who are going to be performing this weekend when you get on that stage like I don't want to see doubt I want to see you know your best self and I think that Dancing and singing and acting is such a spiritual experience, you know, yeah, and so just yeah. to allow yourself be that vessel, you know, to be, to bless whoever's in the audience. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, ma'am. yes. <laughs> so ultimately for me, um, I believe in originality. You got to just be yourself and be 100% authentic and be honest to yourself in terms of what it is that you want to achieve and don't allow anybody's opinion to drown the dreams that you have in your mind. So make sure that your passion is bigger than your fears, like Raven said. Make sure that what you believe in, that you've been created to achieve on this earth, is what motivates you to keep going. Even when times get tough, just make sure that you've got faith and know what you stand for in the industry. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much, ladies, for joining us right here today. Thank it's you. Been absolutely fantastic. Well, you can get to share this podcast a little bit later on as well with friends and uh, make sure that everybody gets to know exactly how talented and really, really 
passionate people sound. Man, guys, this has been absolutely fantastic. Guys, go out there, live your dream. You can follow, of course, um, all the action that's going to be happening at, at um, the, the International Arts Talent Showcase. Um, we'll be tweeting about it every now and then, and I'm, I'm sure you can also check it out. It probably will trend. So do indeed check out the Twitter streets, and you'll probably see it. We'll be, I'll just tweet a thing or two about it, so just so that you guys know where to catch everything as well. It's been absolutely fantastic. Yet again, the shortest hour of the week. This is CliffCentral.com.